Welcome aboard, historians, to the NCC 73117, USS Little Hero. I'm Captain William. And I'm Commander Vicky. And if you'll step right this way, historians, we'll go to Holodeck 2, where we will continue our adventures of Captain Kirk and his beloved crew. Commander Vicky, will you take us to the coordinates where we belong? Onward and upward, Captain. Make it so. Vicky's Adventures into Star Trek. I'm William. And I'm Vicky. And today we are doing Season 3, Episode 7, I believe? Yes. Sweet, I got it right. Uh, Day of the Dove. Vicky, would you like to tell them where they can find us? Yes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, Spotify, and Anchor. Where it all began. What else can they do? You can contact us at Vicky's Avengers in the Star Trek at gmail.com or Facebook, Vicky's Avengers in the Star Trek. And you can find our merch shirt at <coughs> www.vickysstartrek.com. As you guys can tell, Vicky is still a little under the weather. Right. But she wanted to do this today, so I agreed with her. So, Vicky, Season 3, Episode 7, Day of the Dove. What did you think was going to happen today? The Klingons and the Enterprise are at war today. Did you cheat? I did not. Because you got that pretty close to on the money, except for they're doing it on the Enterprise itself. And against their will. Right. That I did not know. Granted, but I'm going to give this one to you because you got it pretty darn close. So it says here, an extremely powerful non-corporeal being begins the, uh, brings the Enterprise and a Klingon ship into direct conflict with one another. Which is the part I did not know. Right. <laughs> so are you ready? Yes. <laughs> Beta 12-A. <coughs> it was an uninhabited 12th planet of the Beta Leonis Mora, uh, Minors system of the Alpha Quadrant. This planet was located near the Federation Klingon border. 
results negative. Radiation level normal. Atmosphere and terrain are undisturbed. No evidence of a colony nor any residual after effect of a forest that might have annihilated it. Live readings, Dr. McCoy? Nothing. They said they were being attacked by an unidentified ship. Which we were unable to detect upon approach. An entire human colony. Whole settlement. One hundred men, women, and children. Who did it? Why? Kirk here. Spock here, Captain. Sensors have picked up a Klingon ship. Closing fast. Back to South Condition Red. Protect yourselves. Total reply of attack. So that's the answer. Klingon. Trouble aboard the Klingon ship. So. Do you know why he just ordered them to fire upon the Klingon ship if attacked? No. So, the Klingons are a warrior race. Right. Even though there are other things that they do. Right. But, at this point in time, they have already been through a Klingon Earth war and another one is looming. Gotcha. So, yeah. Evidence of explosions. Massive destruction. We never fired upon her. Maintain red alert. <clears throat> what did he hit him with? Uh, I don't know. Klingon disruptor. Oh. My ship. Oh, a hundred of my crew dead. Kirk, my ship is disabled. I claim yours. You are now prisoners of the Klingon Empire against which you have committed a wanton act of war. So, for our audience, remember these three names. Which ones are they? Uh, King, Kolop, and Kor. Correct. They will be returning in DS9. So they never really give it a definition of a name. But what it is, is it is a non-corporeal being that feeds off of hatred and anger and stuff in that general vicinity of that emotion. So it can manipulate everything into being angry and hateful and all that other stuff. Gotcha. So that it can feed. Very dangerous creature. years, the Federation and the Klingon Empire have been at peace. Treaty, we have honored to the letter. We took no action against your ship, Kang. Were the screams of my crew imaginary? What were your orders, Kirk? To start a war, you've succeeded. To test a new weapon? We shall be happy to examine it. There was a Federation colony on this planet. It was destroyed. By what? No bodies, no ruins. A colony of the invisible. Yes, the test of it. So this is Kang, when he was young. 
and very much a very powerful man to be messed with. And it says here, Kang was among the most influential leaders and feared demo, uh, diplomats in the Klingon Empire during the late 23rd and early 24th century. He was known in the Federation history for his long friendship with Kor, Koloth, and Curzon Dax, and as an adversary of Starfleet Captain James T. Kirk. Okay. The new Klingon weapon, leaving no traces. Federation ships don't specialize in sneak attacks. We have wondered when you would begin. You lured my ship into ambush by a false Klingon distress call. You will tell us why with a proper persuasion. You received a distress call. We received a distress call. I don't propose to spend the rest of my life on this ball of dust arguing your fantasies. The Enterprise is mine. Instruct your transporter room to beam us aboard. Go to the devil. We have no devil, Kirk. We understand the habits of yours. I shall torture you to death, one by one, through your noble cap. So, since I've seen this episode before, okay. I'm going to give you a little insight on to Chekhov. In this episode, he is more susceptible to this creature than most people are. Gotcha. I do not know why they never explain it, but it, it's the way he is. Enterprise or not. Who will be first? Also, I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, a spoiler. James C. Kirk will exact revenge on one specific Klingon when we get into the third movie. Okay. And as much as it pains me to say that, because James C. Kirk was not a violent man, or so I assume, for him to do what he did was basically self-defense against his son. Gotcha. Sorry for the spoilers. Cossacks! You killed my brother, Hidor! There can you spoil a research outpost? A hundred peaceful people massacred! That's what you did here. My brother, you killed my brother! Volunteer to join him. That is loyalty. So, do you recognize what they're using on him? Uh, no. Have we done Mirror Mirror? Uh, yeah. That's an agonizer from Mirror Mirror. They just reused it. Oh. And being how everything basically in the Mirror Universe was reversed and the Cleons were peaceful, technically, um, that, that would mean that in our universe, the Cleons do use agonizers. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Jim, you can't hand over the Enterprise. Help check off. Don't find any tricks, Kirk. I will kill 100 hostages at the first sign of treachery. I'll beam you aboard the Enterprise. Once there, no tricks. Captain, you can't. Don't let these animals have the ship. <laughs> Animals, your captain crawls like one. A Klingon would never have surrendered. Order everybody in this area to be transported up. All weapons on him. Kirk Enterprise, Spock. Here, Captain. Mr. Spock, we have guests. I just transported to Whitefield. Beam up everyone in the target area. Notice how you hit a button on his communicator? Yes. It's to send a communication to Spock showing that there's trouble. Right. Understood, Captain. Transporter room. Them where they are, non existence. That's so many less Klingon monsters in the galaxy. Bring them in. survivors aboard my ship. Captain, we've not been able to get through to Starfleet Command. All subspace frequencies have been blocked. And there's too much radiation coming from that Klingon ship. It's a hazard to the vicinity. That is true. Completing the job you started? You wouldn't be standing here if I had. First group from the Klingon vessel, Captain. My wife, Mara. Science officer. Kane, what has happened? All Federation treachery. We are prisoners. What will they do to us? Well, I've heard of their atrocities, their death camps. They will torture us for our scientific and military information. Apparently, you have a few things to learn about us. Detain them in the crew lounge. Program the food synthesizer to accommodate our guests. You'll be well treated, Kang. So I have seen. Mara was a Klingon wife of Captain Kang and science officer aboard his battle cruiser. As a product of the 22nd century genetics experiment, Mara was 
descendant from Klingons affected by the Klingon augment virus created in 2157, uh, 54. Gotcha. Secure from red alert. Yeah. Maintain general quarters. Scan this sector for other ships. Run a full check on the column. I want this thing nailed down fast. We know what happened. A distress call. The moment we received the distress signal from the colony on Beta 12A, the Klingons were too far distant to have been the attackers. Moreover, they also were apparently attracted by a distress call. Lies! They want to start the war by pretending that we did. Chekhov may be right. Klingons claim to have honored the truce, but there have been estimates raised on our outposts. No proof that the Klingons committed it. What proof do we need? know what a Klingon is. Our log tapes will indicate our innocence in the present situation. Unfortunately, there's no guarantee that they will be believed. Report. Still no contact with Starfleet Command, sir. Outside communications blanketed. Keep trying. We've got a diplomatic tiger by the tail. Transfer a room to bridge. Klingon ship is vacated, sir. Very good, Scotty. Mr. Sue. Four phases locked and ready to fire, sir. Fire phases. Sensor sweeps reveal no other ships within range, Captain. Lieutenant Horan? No contact with Starfleet as yet, sir. Mr. Sulu, change course to 17 Mark 4, walk back to 3. Walk back to 3, sir. on his cabin wall. He will kill us before we can act. No. He wish to question us. We're in our strength, our plans. He never will. We are 40 against 400. 4,000 throats may be cut in one night by a running man. Patience, vigilance. They will make a mistake. Capture of the Enterprise will give us knowledge to end this war quickly. course. 
902 Mark 5. That'll take us out of the galaxy. Emergency bulkheads have closed. Almost 400 crewmen are trapped down there, sir. Most interesting. The bulk of your crew trapped. Your ship racing from this galaxy at wild speeds. Delightful. How did I perform this sabotage, Kirk? All my men are here. Johnson. Get down to security, search every section. Some Klingons may have beamed aboard the undetected from the wrecked ship. Then get down to engineering, help Scotty hammer things back to normal. And free those trapped crewmen. And before I put you in the brig, there's a little something I owe you. Torch are just popping into existence. Exactly. And things like phasers are being turned into uh, swords. Try and take the ship. Scotty, how many men do we have? 392 trapped below decks. Deploy forces to protect your section and the auxiliary control center. Check the armory and try and free those trapped crewmen. The doors and bulkheads won't budge. We'll have to cut through. Blow out the bulkheads if you have to. We need numbers. What kind of luck have you had controlling the ship's speed? No, sir. She's a projectile at what nine. And don't ask me what's holding her together. Five-minute report, Scotty. Kirk out. Full sense of... You know why he said I don't know what's holding her together? Because they have structural integrity fields, which are basically like shields, only they keep the ship together. And after, after a certain point at warp nine, they fail. Right. Well, Scotty doesn't know what's keeping them together because they should have failed already. The scan of the ship. Report on any movement by the Klingons. The Klingon Empire has maintained a dueling tradition. They think they can beat us with swords. Captain, neither the Klingon technology nor ours is capable of this. The instantaneous transmutation of matter. I doubt that they are responsible. Any other logical candidate? None. However, if they had such power, would they not have used it to create more effective weapons and only for themselves? That's a good point. Get below. Take command of engineering and auxiliary control. Nice. Captain. Mr. Chekhov. Captain. Mr. Chekhov, as you were. Take off, sir! 
Let me go too. I've got the personal score to settle with the Klingons. This is no time for a vendetta. Maintain your post. Captain! Take off! Maintain your post! Don't try to stop me, Captain. I saw what they left of Pyotr. I swore on his grave I would avenge his murder. What's Chekhov's grudge against the Klingons? Who's Pyotr? His only brother, killed in a Klingon raid. His brother? He never had a brother. He's an only child. Uh-oh. Sulu, get down to engineering. I see. Security, this is the captain. Find Mr. Chekhov and bring him to the bridge. Captain, why would... Why would Chekhov believe he has a brother? I don't know. But he does. And now he wants revenge for a non-existent loss. just asked for a Numenol capsule. Right. In 2268, Dr. Lern McCoy asked his orderly to hand him a Numenol capsule while he was tending to the stab wound received by Lieutenant Johnson while the Enterprise was under siege by Kang and his crew. It does not give me a definition of what that Numenol capsule does, so I'm sorry. Gotcha. Layout and specifications of the Enterprise, Commander. Enemy numbers are the same as ours. We have a fighting balance. Then we take this ship. The ship that is headed towards the end of the galaxy? In time and time. We must take these sections. First, engineering. Kirk here. Scott here, sir. There's no use trying to free those men down below. The phaser torches, they won't cut through the bulkheads, or the doors, nor the decks. There's something happened to the metal. What about the armory? Well, I'm there now, sir. And you never saw such a fine collection of antiques in your life. Get back to engineering. Try and re-establish engine control. And talk to ordnance about manufacturing phaser replacements. Aye, sir. Claymore was a Scottish sword. Hence, Scotty is Scottish. Right. In 2268, Chief Engineering Engineer Montgomery Scott was dazzled by a Claymore when all the weapons in the Enterprise's armory was replaced by antique weaponry. The sword later seen on the shelf in his quarters. Right. 
you're a beauty. Scans indicate that our forces and those of the Klingons are exactly equal at 38 each. The Klingons control deck 6 and starboard deck 7, while we control all sections above. Constant surveillance, Mr. Spock. Most curious, Captain. Come on. There appear to be more life energy units on board than can be accounted for by the presence of the Enterprise crew plus the Klingons. A considerable discrepancy. Could more Klingons have beamed aboard? I shall attempt a compensatory reading of Klingon units. Try to make it back to the bridge. Aye. No additional Klingons detected, Captain. It is an alien life force, a single entity. I cannot ascertain its location. Find out what it wants. Readings being diverted to the library computer for analysis. Computer report. Alien life force on board is composed of pure energy, type unknown. Actions indicate intelligence and purpose. What purpose? colony, imaginary distress calls, the creation of these weapons. Do you sense a pattern, Mr. Spock? If the alien is creating these events, Captain, it is apparently capable of manipulating matter and mind. Now it has control of the Enterprise and taking us out of the galaxy. Why? Captain, I am constrained to point out that since minds are evidently being influenced, we cannot know at this moment whether our own memories are completely accurate and true. We must talk to Kang. Bury the hatchet. An appropriate choice of terms, Captain. However, it is notoriously difficult to arrange a truce with the Klingons once blood has been drawn. Truce? Are you serious? I've got men in sickbay. Some of them dying. Atrocities committed on their persons. Talk about making peace with these fiends. Our backs will turn the jumpers in a minute. And you know what Klingons do to prisoners. Slave labor, death planets, experiments. While you're talking, they're planning attacks. This is a fight to the death. We'd better start trying to win it. 
We are attempting to end it, Doctor. By reason, preferably. There is an alien on board which may have created this situation. Who cares what started it, Mr. Spock? We're in it! Murderers. We should wipe out every one of them! The alien is the real threat. That's the enemy we have to wipe out. Sick bay calling, Doctor. There are more wounded men requiring your attention. How many more men must die before you two begin to act like military men? Kind of fools. controlled by a mysterious alien somewhere aboard the ship. Engineering has been taken over by Klingons who have cut off life support systems. Mr. Sulu, Captain. get down to emergency manual control, try to protect our life support circuits and auxiliary power. I can't. Stop! Check over the lead, Captain! I'm glad they left. We should have left those false space goons in the transporter! That's right where they belong. Non-existence. Now they can study the Enterprise, add our technology to theirs, change the balance of power. You've jeopardized the Federation. Keep your fucking hands off me. Just keep away. Your feelings might be hurt, you green-blooded half-breed. May I say that I have not thoroughly enjoyed serving with humans. I find their illogic and foolish emotions constant irritant. Then transfer out, freak! terms and more we've been trained to fight its causes if necessary and why are we behaving like a group of savages look at me look at me to 
two forces aboard the ship, each of them equally armed. Has a war been staged for us, complete with weapons and ideology and patriotic drum beating, even even race hatred recent events would seem to be directed toward a magnification of the basic hostilities between humans and Klingons apparently it is by design that we fight we seem to be pawns but what's the game and who's and what are the rules it is most urgent that we locate the alien entity immediately and determine its motives and a method for halting its activities. Without sensors? All our power down? This thing can go anywhere! Yes. There's a Sulu report. No good, Captain. Circuits are in, but systems just aren't responding. So Sulu is a Jeffries tube. We're getting something. Yep. Aye, Captain. Power and life support restored. Remote's on standby. Good work. But, Captain, I didn't do it. Everything just came on by itself. Their life support systems have resumed. The source may be operating. Start scanning. Let's find that alien. Steady. Cause them to be unsteady. They appear to be controlled from another location. Also unable to affect ship's course for return to our empire. One of Kirk's tricks. Could he bypass the circuit? Power is it? Supports our battling and starves our victory. Interrupted at their main life support couplings. Where? Number six, Dick. Come. Detected in the engineering section near reactor number three. Let's go.
You don't die yet. You're not human. But you're very beautiful. Poor Jacob. Very beautiful. To have his mind altered so badly. Same with the other casualties. Sword wounds in the vital organs, massive trauma, shock. They're all healing at a fantastic rate. It would appear that the entity wants us alive. Why? So we can fight? And fight and keep coming back for more like some bloody coliseum? What's next? The roar of crowds? Perhaps human and Klingon psychologies and combat capabilities are being tested by an alien with designs on both powers. Gentlemen, if we are pawns, you're looking at one who is extremely sorry. I understand, Doctor. I, too, felt a brief surge of racial bigotry. <laughs> Most distasteful. Let's find the alien. You come with us. Maybe we can prove to you that it exists. Duty. 
Before I release you from sickbay? I release myself. Then get back to sickbay. Mount your lights, sir. I'm fit and ready for action. Please almost hit me at once. And I'm not to even the score. I order you to get I've back. got my orders. I'm obeying orders. Kill the Cleons. It's never us, isn't it? Done! <laughs> Lieutenant Johnson's emotional outburst, his expression of hatred and lust for vengeance, the alien's life energy level increased. When the lieutenant became unconscious, the alien lost energy. It subsists on the emotions of others. This one appears to be strengthened by mental radiations of hostility, violent intentions. It exists on the hate of others. To put it simply, and it has acted as a catalyst, creating this situation. In order to satisfy that need, it has brought together opposing forces, provided crude instruments, in an effort to promote the most violent mode of conflict. And kept numbers and resources balanced so that it can maintain a constant state of violence it's got to have a vulnerable area. We've got to get rid of it. Then all hostile attitudes on board must be eliminated. The fighting must end, and soon. Oh, we're a doomed ship, traveling forever between galaxies, filled with eternal bloodlust, eternal warfare. Kang has got to listen. We've got to pool our knowledge and get rid of this thing. Captain Kirk. Kang, you're in me. Commander, it's a trick! Kang. He won't answer. The alien is affecting his mind, Captain. Soon it will become so powerful that none of us will be able to resist it. Scotty, sir. The ship's dilithium crystals are deteriorating. We can't stop the process. Time, Baker. In 12 minutes, we'll be totally without engine power. Well, do whatever you can. Clear out. Which ain't much. <clears throat> futile, bloody violence. There's no change, Captain. The dilithium crystals are discharging. There's nothing we can do about it. If I could talk to Kang, 
Somehow, cut through the Klingon lines and make peace before it's too late. We have nine minutes, 53 seconds to power zero. There is, of course, a logical alternative. Kang's wife is, after all, our prisoner. Perhaps a threat. Why? Now that's something the Klingons would understand. Kang. Kang, this is Captain Kirk. I know you can hear me, so don't cut me off. We have Mara, your wife. We talk truce now, or she dies for blood. She has five seconds to live. But He is a victim of war, Captain. She understands. He called my bluff. You're not going. The Federation doesn't kill or mistreat its prisoners. You've been listening to propaganda fables. How much time? Eight minutes, 42 seconds. So this was no trick. It's the alien that's done this. We're in its power. Our people and yours. We only wanted to stop the fighting to save us all. We have always fought. We must. We are hunters, Captain. Tracking and taking what we need. We are poor planets in the Klingon systems. We must push outward if we are to survive. There's another way to survive. Mutual trust and help. I will help you now. How? I will take you to Kang. I will add my voice to yours. I wouldn't trust her, Captain. can't get through the Klingon defenses in time. Unless... What? Intraship beaming. From one section to another, it's possible. It has rarely been done because of the danger involved. Pinpoint accuracy is required. If the transportee should materialize inside a solid object, a deck or a wall... Even if it could work! Wait, she may be leading you into a trap! We're all on trap. This is the only way out. We'll go with you. No. Oh. Let's start finally, Pat. I believe. Prepare the transporter. We'll wait for your signal. But she can't guarantee that Kang will stop to listen. Right, Mr. Spock. No one can guarantee the actions of another. Your automatic setting is laid in, Captain. When transporter is energized, you will have eight seconds to get to the pads. I hope your computations are correct, Mr. Spock. You will know in 7.9 seconds.
so intership beaming or site-to-site -site transport. The transport was a type of transportation machine or simply transporter. It was a subspace device capable of almost instantaneously transporting an object from one location to another by using matter-energy conversion. The transporter matter... Oh, why am I up here? I was down on the site to site. See, I fooled everybody. Right. Where did it go? I had it just a couple of seconds ago. Why is it always me that loses where I was? Emergency, public, microtransporters, non-beam transporters, other transport technology. In the mid-2260s, beaming from a transport pad to any location within the same vessel was very risky. The limitations of the technology at the time made it highly probable that any, and any error would result in the subject materializing within a bulkhead, a deck, or other structure. As such, this product had rarely been a... Uh, this procedure had rarely been a, attempted. The fact, the first <clears throat> occurrence of this procedure was used without incident a century earlier. Uh, or in this one at least, before TNG's or Enterprise's chosen realm. Alive. Bring a surprise. Kane, wait. He's come alone, unarmed. He must talk to you. Brave Captain, what about? No! Listen to him. We are all in danger. Mara, before you start killing, give me one minute. Kane, don't! What have they done to you, Mara? You out of your mind? What have they done to you? why the human beast did not kill you. They didn't harm me. Listen to it. So not all Klingons use a batleth. And there are many different forms of batleths and swords that they use. Just so you know. Gotcha. Stop! No, please! You're dead. We win. Nobody wins. Have any more of your men died? We can't be killed. There's an alien aboard. It wants us alive. But no doubt you will reassemble. I've had you the best! 
senseless violence, fighting, while a, an alien has total control over us. Same to you, I'll kill you. And it goes on and on. The good old game of war, pawn against pawn. Stopping the bad guys. While somewhere, some thing sits back and laughs. And starts it all over again. Those who hate and fight must stop themselves, Doctor. Otherwise, it is not stopped. I am your wife. I must cling on. Lie for them. Listen to Kirk. He is telling the truth. Be a pawn. Be a toy. Be a good soldier that never questions orders. Ship-wide intercom. Aye, sir. Ready, Captain. This is Captain Kirk. A truce is ordered. The fighting is over. Lay down your weapons. Mrs. Kang, cease hostilities. Disarm. violence appears to have weakened it, Captain. I suggest that good spirits might make an effective weapon. Get off my ship. <laughs> You're a dead duck here. You're powerless. We know about you. And we don't want to play. Maybe... Maybe there are others like you around. Maybe you've caused a lot of suffering, a lot of history, but that's all over. We'll be on guard now. We'll be ready for you. So ship out. Come on, haul it. Yeah. Out already. <laughs> out. We need no urging to hate humans. But for the present, only a fool fights in a burning house. Oh! is leaving because they got defeated. So that was season three, episode seven. Day of the Dove. What did you think of that one, darling? I liked it. Okay. Good. 
So on a scale of 1 to 10, where do you put this one? I did put this one on a 10. You really liked it that much? Yes. I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. This one was a good one. Yes, it was. So, who do you think this episode hinged on? Well, the Klingons. Of course. Uh, Kirk. Mm -hmm. Spock. Mm -hmm. Uhura. Mm -hmm. Chekhov. Sulu. Mm -hmm. Bones. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Spock. You already said Spock. And it had to be had to be the uh, the security guys for them. Yeah, I I wrestled those in with the extras who we saw. Okay. How about Johnson? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess until next time. I'm William. And I'm Vicky. And we will catch you in the next mission. Bye.